Thanks, worship team. Great job. Yeah. Hey, I'm uh, Pastor Rob, one of the pastors on staff here. It's great to have you here this morning. Uh, last week was such a great time, wasn't it? Last weekend we had such a terrific celebration. What was that? We had a terrific celebration. There we go. That sounds more like it. But uh, last Sunday, um, as Pastor Tom shared with this service uh, during our worship time, he said that uh, he said he just felt the Lord saying, "If anybody needed rest, come up and just just enjoy that rest." And as he was doing that, I, I was I was worshiping, and the Lord said, uh, "This is your confirmation from from what you talked about in, with your home group about." sabbath taking that you need to talk about sabbath the next time you preach for soul care and 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 so this morning as we continue this series on soul care i walk in dangerous territory as we talk about sabbath now let me review real quick just so you know if this is your first sunday kind of what we're doing is is looking at this whole idea of soul care and making sure wherever we are in our relationship with Jesus that we are taking care of our souls so we can experience more and more of God's grace in our lives. And so the first week, we talked about simplifying, right? Anybody remember that? Did anybody do it? Uh, Don't tell us. It's all right. Rhetorical question. Hopefully you simplified. And then we talked about solitude. Anybody remember that? Anybody practicing that right now? No. Probably not, because you're here, right? Well, I, I do want to tell you, solitude and Sabbath are kissing cousins, but they're not the same thing. All right. First service laughed at that. Second service, you're going, what are you talking about, kissing cousins? We'll get to it. Uh, submit was our third one, and, and I know you guys ran out of the building ready to submit to anybody and everybody, right? And then uh, Pastor Tom's last sermon on this was on sacrifice, and, uh, and, and you've been sacrificing like crazy since then, I know, to build up that, your relationship with God. And so this morning we're going to talk about Sabbath, and, and talking about Sabbath is dangerous for a couple reasons. First off, it, it's dangerous, and, and the, the staffs that I had previously never wanted me to preach sermons on Sabbath and Sabbath rest because, I said, we won't have any volunteers next week. Everybody will say they're taking a Sabbath rest. So do not step away from what you're volunteering here at church in the name of Sabbath rest. But the other reason why it's dangerous is a lot of you think you're doing it right now. A lot of you think, that's, that's what I'm doing. That's, that's what this one hour, one hour, 15 minutes, depending on how long I go, one hour and three hours, uh, you know, whatever it takes uh, that we're doing it. And what I want you to understand this morning as we enter into this conversation of Sabbath is Sabbath is actually a verb, not just a noun. It's a verb and something we do, and, and it's not just being here for an hour and a half a week. I, I, I've been a pastor for 25 years. On average, I think I've missed four Sundays a year from church over those 25 years. So w- would you agree if Sabbath was just a Sunday morning for a couple hours? I've, I've punched my ticket on that one. 
And yet, while I was punching the ticket, I realized that I had gotten away from what the Sabbath was really about. I was, I was at a church, uh, and we were growing like gangbusters. I was working 60, 80, sometimes 100 hours a week, and I was, I was just working all the time, trying to make all these things, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, make sure all this stuff happened. And I went from about 220 pounds when I got to that church, and I was up to about 310 pounds, and and uh, but I was I was that didn't that didn't get it for me. Then we went to a teacher teacher parent teacher conference. Anybody been to those on either side? Uh, and, and you know, for elementary kids, how they have crafts and arts to show you what they're doing in class, right? So we go in, and I, I don't know if it was Adam or Jonathan's class first, but the first class we went into, uh, I noticed that, that there was nothing hanging for my kid of these. It, they, they were cool pictures of families together, kind of, you know, uh, walking hand in hand and everything, and uh, my kid didn't have one up, and we sat down with a teacher, and, the, and we started talking about how he's doing and stuff. Doing great, doing great. Um, but I decided not to hang up his picture of your, your family. And so, well, can we see it? Oh, yeah, you can see it. Here it is right here. So there, there is a lovely, lovely picture, a uh, stick figure of Amy, and there's a stick figure of Adam, and there's a stick figure of Jonathan, and then holding their hand is a monster. A fat monster at that. It wasn't just a stick figure. It was, they wanted to get the point across, I guess. And I'm like going, ooh. So we, I, I was feeling really good about myself going to the next one, and uh, there, there were that one. They did family leaves, like family tree, and leaves. All the names were on it, and 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 there was there was Amy, and there was Jonathan Leaf, and there was Adam Leaf. There was even Grandma and Grandpa Leaf. There wasn't a leaf for me. See, I, I realized after that night, I had not been taking a Sabbath. And I had not been investing in the lives of my family and investing in my relationship with God and knew that I had to make a radical change in my life. And, and this morning, some of you know that you are not resting like God wants you to rest, that you're not investing in your relationship with your God and your family like God would like you to. And this morning, I invite you to consider what Sabbath rest really is. Will you pray with me? Father, we got a lot of stuff to cover in a little bit of time. Holy Spirit, just uh, help us to hang on for the ride and Help us to see that you are a God who wants to refresh and restore us in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. So, what is the original intention of the Sabbath? Now, just so you know where to find this in the Bible, we go to one of the Big Ten. Now, when I say the Big Ten, do you know what I'm talking about? Not the Ohio State Buckeyes. 
You know, that, that doesn't happen for a while. Big Ten, one of the Ten Commandments is what? Keep the... Here, I'll read it to you just in case. Exodus 28 through 11, remember... Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor. Everybody say labor. And do all your work. Everybody say work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work. Look at your neighbor and say, no work. Neither you nor your son or daughter nor your maidservant or manservant nor your animals nor the alien within your gates. Even T.E.T. is supposed to rest. That's as funny as I get. Come on, help me out here. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and that all is in them, but He rested. Everybody say rest. Everybody say rest. Say it like you believe it and need it. Rest. But He rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day, made it holy. Rest. It's something, something we all need. Now why? Why? Would God need to say this to the Israelites? What were the Israelites doing in Egypt before they escaped? What? Do slaves get a day off? No, they always worked and God wanted them to see that His desire for them was to enter into a rest, not just more work for another reason, rest resting in their relationship with him so i thought to get across this idea of rest we would use the word rest as an acronym so what does r stand for rest all right rest i'm not being very creative there but i know you need to hear it rest genesis 2 2 by the seventh day god had finished the work doesn't that just sound good for some of you you just need to go yeah i would like to finish something so i can rest by the seventh day god had finished the work he had been doing so on the seventh day he rested from all his work do you understand that god rested did god need to rest no he was being an example for us some of us think we're more than god We think we can't rest. We can't rest with our family. We can't rest with our God because we are so busy working. Now, what I want you to see in chapter 2 of Genesis. On the sixth day, God created... Right, right? He created. So if we go to chapter 2, we get to see something about how creation worked before sin how did it work what were they doing resting they were resting if they were hungry they they got it off the tree the wrong thing but they got it off the tree they got plants they did all the things they rested god's paradise is about rest not working god had already done all the work that's what we're trying to get back to But then the curse came in chapter 3. And it was suddenly hard and and we had to work. How many of you have heard heard this about the first missionaries to Hawaii? Tell me if I'm wrong on this, if you are from Hawaii. But I heard this years ago, so I I tell it like it's true. But the the first missionaries who went to Hawaii, right? they get there and nobody's working. 
They are in paradise. They're enjoying life. If they're hungry, they went and got fish or went and got plants. They had fun and played. And the missionary said, this isn't right. You need to work. That's the curse. And see, we get this in our mindset that that, that we have to work. Did you know the United States is the most overworked nation in the world? 85.8% of males and 66.5% of females work more than 40 hours a week. That does not include those of you who are domestic engineers whose jobs never stop. We work 137 more hours than the Japanese. 260 more hours than the British. How many of you like french fries? We work 499 more hours than the French. We're number one! How about that? We do not eat enough, we do not get enough sleep, we don't get enough rest, we, we don't have enough time because we are so much about working. And folks, don't get me started on children. How many of you are parents? I mean, think about this for a second. Children used to get two or even three. I got three. I think they just left me outside so I could get rid of some of the energy. But two or three recesses. And with two or three recesses, we won the First World War, Second World War. We put somebody on the moon. We created the internet, for goodness sake. Now we think to get ahead, we should take away most, if not all, recesses the children have. Our children are over-programmed and don't understand rest. What I want you to see, work and rest, if you look at this, go hand in hand. If you get imbalanced, it will wreck you. It will wreck your health. It will wreck your relationships. And maybe, maybe, just maybe what's wrong with your marriage today isn't that you need to do more. It's that you need to rest with each other and enjoy God's creation and God's love for you. You want to know what we're first at? Our nation is first at being fat. Woohoo! We are number one at obesity. Yes! We lead the way in chronic conditions that can be controlled and avoided with healthy lifestyle and exercise, including cardiovascular disease, type 2 diabetes, infertility, hypertension, sleep apnea, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, osteoporosis, depression, anxiety, stress, and many more. We're number one! Have you ever wondered why you ask for prayer for healing and that thing keeps on coming back? You're working against God's healing because you're not adjusting your rest so that you are healthy. Oh, now I'm meddling, aren't I? This was the saddest statistic I found. How many of you are the the next generation? Nobody wants to claim it. 
How many of you are 30 and younger? Nobody's going to claim it. That's all right. You are the first generation that it is predicted that you will not live as long as your parents. Why? Because we do not rest. Do you know who one of the worst offenders of this is? Pastors. Pastors are some of the most unhealthy people in the world, and you know that from Tom and I. That's a whole nother sermon. We are the second highest group to insure for health insurance. Because what we do is we say we don't need to rest. We don't need to take away, take time away. I don't know why I went into an Australian accent there. Take time away. We're working for the Lord. And so if our kids see us as monsters or identify us as not even there, well, that's just a sacrifice we make for the Lord. Somebody say baloney. Shouldn't the pastors be an example to you of God's lifestyle instead of just putting Jesus on a United States of America work style? Probably getting myself in trouble, but... I think we're supposed to be examples. Can I get an amen? amen? You see, when we take Sabbath, it establishes a holy rhythm to our lives. You know, when we just simply say Sabbath is about one day, we miss the fact that God created us to sleep every day. Everybody say every day. Every day. How many of you are an adult? I know some of you millennials are confused about that, but uh, if you are an adult, I'm just teasing. I love millennials. I got two of them. Uh, uh, you need at least, somebody say at least, seven hours of sleep at night. Seven, at least. That's not, yeah, that's not the benchmark of going, well, I got my seven, I better get up and go do it. You, you can sleep longer than that. Did, did you know uh, that, that youth... Teenagers need 10 hours of sleep. Well, how can they do that with all the homework and all the extracurricular stuff they have? Exactly. Our children need 12 hours of sleep. Folks, there is this holy rhythm, not just once a week, but every day. We need sleep. We need rest. We need time with God and our family. Did you know in the Bible, uh, God established every year there should be resting? Yeah, he said, don't use that land. Right there. Don't use that land once a year. Don't use that, just let it rest. What in your life just needs to rest for a year? Well, the Holy Spirit speaking to some of you right now. What in your life just needs to rest? And, and nobody come to me and say, well, I think my relationship with my spouse needs to rest. That is from the devil, not from the Lord. Did you know every seven years, we're supposed to rest from everything? That, that's, that's in the book. Every seven years, a year of Jubilee, that all your debts are supposed to rest and go away. You're supposed to give all the land back you bought and give it to the right people who owned it first. Everything is supposed to rest. All work for a whole year. Can you imagine that? 
all work for a whole year, every seven years, is supposed to rest. Why? Because God has established a holy rhythm. And when we get out of rhythm, you know, we have heart attacks. See, when we take the Sabbath, it strengthens our relationship with God and with others. Again, Exodus 23, 12, just to remind you, six days do your work, but on the seventh day, do not work. Everybody say, do not work. So that your ox, I mean, God's concerned about the animals too, so that your ox and your donkey may rest and the slave born in your household and even the alien, E.T., may be refreshed. What is refresh? A strengthening. Are you weak this morning? Are there areas in your life that are weak? Let the Lord strengthen you. What does that mean? And this is focus time with God. Focus time. You say, me and God are going to... Understand, I got out of whack and my focus time with God went out the window, but you were a pastor. Yeah, everything was about work. Everybody was about feeding other people. Everything was about making sure the church worked. But I wasn't having focused time with God just by myself, me and him, me and him and my family. I had missed that. Then the other thing you see in this, focus time with family. Let's say that, focus time with family, where you just have, hang out and have fun. Do you remember what play is? Where you just make things up, you don't organize it, you don't have to have a play date, you don't have to have points or a system or anything. You just play and enjoy one another's company. Focus time with family and focus time with others. See why, why it's only kissing cousins? That you can't just go out there by yourself and have focus time with family? By family. I'll think of you while I do that. And then the, the T transacts. The Sabbath transacts God's covenant into our lives. Exodus 31, 16. The Israelites are to observe the Sabbath, celebrating. Everybody say celebrating. Celebrating what? Celebrating it for generations to come as a lasting covenant. When I take the Sabbath, when I Sabbath rest, I continually renew my covenant with God and His covenant with me. I live under and in between and into his promises, his desire, his love for me. What has the Sabbath come to be? Well, I want to remind you, Mark 2, 27 and 28, Jesus said the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Now, Jesus reminded the Pharisees, and he reminds us, that we're not under the Sabbath. The Sabbath is under us. It is an opportunity for us to build into our relationship with God. But, but for some of you, the, this whole idea of Sabbath rest has been forgotten. It just, you know, we, we don't even remember it. It's like this poor hammock. What does that hammock need? Me! It needs a person. It needs, but we've forgotten that we are allowed to rest. Look at your neighbor. Tell him you're allowed to rest. Second thing we do is we we have simplified the con, 
concept, the Sabbath rest to an hour or an hour and a half a week. Well, I did my Sabbath rest. We've made it work. We've made it work. Well, I went and did it. I can check mark. Rather than saying that Sabbath rest is more than... <laughs> uh, we were on vacation down in Charleston uh, one year, and, uh, and uh, we were coming, coming back up. And uh, Adam, when he was younger, he's my oldest... Uh, <laughs> was a little bit rambunctious and hyper, and we kept on, the few Sundays we had off, we got kicked out of several churches because of his rambunctiousness. And so that, that vacation we decided, he was young, it wasn't last year, don't worry. Uh, we decided we wouldn't go to church that Sunday as we were heading back, back up. And we explained to Adam, he was young though, that we were going to have church ourselves in our hotel room. And so at 11 o'clock, when he was used to being at church, he and I were down swimming in the swimming pool. You know how little kids will enter into conversations with adults that you don't want them to? Yeah. Uh, Adam looks at this guy, always an evangelist, said, why aren't you at church? And the guy looks at Adam and said, well... Why aren't you at church? And Adam said, oh, it's okay. My dad's a pastor. We're not going to church. It's more than just that hour. And there's some of you, you you were raised a legalistic way of keeping the Sabbath. Folks, we follow the, the letter of the law, but not the Spirit when we do that. What we are supposed to do is look at what the heart of the Sabbath is, which is resting regularly. Now, let me answer this question. Some of you are already asking it. What is the seventh day? What day is day seven? Nobody knows. Go back to Genesis. It doesn't say Monday. On Monday, this happened. On Tuesday, it says the first day. As far as I count, the seventh, seventh day can be whatever day that you make it. I, I, I don't know about you, but I really appreciate the fact that when we went to the emergency room uh, or the maternity room on a Sunday, that there were nurses and doctors and their Sabbath was a different day. Amen? You know what the seventh day for me is? Friday. Friday is the day I get away. I disconnect from email and texting as much as possible, and I enjoy my time with my family, and I enjoy my time with God. See, the Sabbath, to get out of legalistic, well, this, what have I already established? We need to Sabbath rest every day. Let's say it, every day. The Pharisees, they looked at the Sabbath and they said, all right, no washing clothes. Some of you are going, yeah! (laughs) No untying or tying. This is great. You can only write or erase two two or more letters. So you can write two letters. Not like, like... a, B, two letters. That's it. You cannot build and you cannot demolish. You can't make a fire. You can't put out a fire. That's bad news right there. 
you can carry something up to two yards. Two yards. I'm done. Now, see, that would be a great excuse. You can, you can walk a half mile and no more, which I'm all for. That's why I have a car. Then, folks, Christians, seeing this in the Old Testament, seeing the way the Pharisees were, came up with the same type of things, and we called them blue laws. You're not working on Sunday. You can't do any of that. You can't. I am going to force you to not do those things. Again, we have to understand that the spirit of the law is I got to have the want to. I want to do it. You, you don't get the benefit if somebody forces you. What are the benefits of Sabbath taking? Hebrews 4, 8-10 For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken later about another day. There remains. Everybody say there remains. There remains in a Sabbath rest for the people of God. Who needs it? Who wants it? For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from his own work. That's what I need. I don't know about you. Just as God did from His. You see, when I take the Sabbath, it helps me reflect and remember. How many of you remember all the cool things God has done in your life? How many of you remember the cool experiences you have in life? See, when we work, work, and work and don't rest, what do we remember? The bad stuff. What do we start focusing on? What's wrong with our life? How we're not getting well? When we rest in the Lord, what we start doing is remembering all the ways He's done, the great things He has in our lives. Did you know when you rest in the Lord, resting, taking Sabbath rest, it helps you not to be disobedient? How many of you have seen little kids before? Amy and I went to the zoo yesterday. We got there, and Jonathan went with us too. We got there about 2 or 2.30. What is 2 to 2.30 in, in children time? Oh my goodness! I mean... You know, there were crying, there were parents going, I told you to shut up! You know, it was, it was wonderful. What was the problem? They were tired. What did they need? Maybe you need more rest. And maybe that's why there is a cycle of disobedience that is in your life. But it also helps refresh and restore our relationship with God and others. Doesn't it, isn't it good to just spend time together doing something fun? Isn't it? Am I the only one? Look at your neighbor and say, we need to do something fun. Make sure you say that to the right neighbor, though. That's, make a friend. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy burden, and I will give you... Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find... For your souls, for my yoke is easy... 
and my burden is light. He wants to do that for you. How, how do you start? How do you start? It, it takes effort. Hebrews 4.11 Let us therefore make every effort. Every effort. The, here's the crazy part. At first it's going to take you work to rest. Because you're not used to it. It's going to take you work to rest. When, when I realized I needed to change something in my life, it took work. I lost 110 pounds. I stopped working more than two nights a week. I made sure that I started going to King's Island and the pool and those things with my kids so they knew that I loved them with God's love. It took work. And ultimately, it took me leaving that church and going to another where I could start the rhythms in a healthier way. See, it starts with you saying, I blew it. I blew it. Again, if you go back to Hebrews 4, 6, since therefore it remains for some to enter it and those who formerly received the good news failed to enter because of disobedience. We just need to say, let's all say it out loud. I, I know most of you haven't blown it. You're, you're better than I am. But you, you just, let's, let's all say it for fun. I blew it. I blew it. Look at your neighbor and say, I blew it. All right. See, that's where you start. I blew it then you need to ask God to help. You can't do it yourself. you got to ask God. You need to say to God, I don't know how to rest. I I don't know how to do this. I'm always working. I'm always doing things. And I never feel like I'm completely rested. Psalm 23, I'm sure you heard of it. Verses 2 and 3. He makes, everybody say makes. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads, everybody say leads. He leads me beside still water. See what He wants to do for you? You're getting in the way of it. He restores, everybody say restores. He restores my soul. He leads me in baths of righteousness. He wants to lead you into rest and you keep working your way out of it. Stop. Start today. Oh, but I got all this stuff to do. Now, I got AT200 uh, tonight. I hope some of you show up after this sermon. <laughs> but adjust your schedule today by focusing on your relationship with God and your family. Hebrews 4 7. Again, he appoints a certain day today. Everybody say today. Saying through David so long ago afterward, and the words already quoted, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. I can't do this. Yes, you can. You need it. Worship team, come up. Please. You need it. You need a Sabbath rest in your life. And so, as I prayed about how to to close this message. I want you to rest. So as we sing this song, Come As You Are, I want you to rest. Now you're welcome to sing if that helps you rest. You're welcome to sit 
and sing. You know you can do that? You don't love the Lord more because you stand. Right? You sing better, but you don't love the Lord more. But right now we're thinking about rest. Maybe you need to lie down. Just, just lie down. Push the person out of the way next to you. Come up here. Come, come, come to the river. Isn't that what Psalm 23 says? He leads me. Come, come, come to the river. And let his rest flow through you. Some of you, you've made a mess. And so I want to invite our prayers to come up. And I, I want to give you that opportunity. Just let them pray over you. Pray that God's rest will pour into you. That he will give you that ability. However Jesus is calling you now, rest.